Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spawncast episode 116. We had to pre-record it, mostly because we'll be at too many games. I'll be there, Evan will be there, Sean might be there, I'm not sure yet, we'll see. You, we'll never, see. you never know. You never know, Sean could just show up. He could just come out of the crowd, like their panel's <laughs> having. He could just show up with, you know, like, uh, like Nate will eventually, you know, make his way through the crowd when we start touring with Spawncast with like his Kratos mask on or something. No one would know it's me. <laughs> That's the thing, you could, you could sneak into the crowd and no one would know it was you. Um, but we did want to go ahead and just pre-record like, a, like an hour-long thing for you guys. He still had some form of spawn cast. Uh, so we have the usuals of this. We have Evan. What's going on today? Uh, we Not have, much. We have OJ. OJ, how's it going, man? Good. Doing good. Got uh, a beer. Nate uh, is with us. How's it going, Nate? Not too bad. Uh, Sean. And how you doing, Sean? Good, good. And then Max uh, is with us. I went around kind of quick because we're, we're short on time, technically. Um, yeah. But we can quickly jump into what everyone's been playing. Uh, I know Bloodstained was, was on the table for a lot of people. Um, that's what I've been playing. Unfortunately, I ran into the glitch when you download patch 1.02 to where midway through the game, I can't get an item, so I'm stuck completely. So I'm just going to get the Switch version and restart on that one. Um, but yeah. Max did beat it. Okay, and I, I probably would have beaten it by now if I hadn't run into that glitch because that was like two days ago I ran into it. And I was making good progress. I had the flame whip and everything, Max, and I'd already grinded several levels above what I was supposed to be doing. So, Testament. So Bloodstained is great. Everybody's loving it. It blew my freaking mind because it's Castlevania. But something that's interesting about it is everybody's kind of having a different experience because while there is a main path the loot that's dropped is very randomized. Like Spawn, you have a set of armor I don't have. And it, it looks crazy. Yeah, we can't that's even so I can't even tell you what it, I can't even make like what it is because it's kind of a spoiler. <laughs> but it turns you into a certain character, which is really cool to see. Um there are a couple of there are a couple of uh cameos in there I was surprised about. Uh there's what? a certain there's a certain barber and uh <laughs> yeah, I like that. Well and also I I mean let's face it Solid Snake is basically in the game as a vampire hunting samurai yep. Yep. and he does the Solid Snake voice it's David Hayter and it's just it's just weird when he shows up and he's just like hey there you're corrupted. It's like oh my god I'm about to get Solid Snaked. Yeah, no, I, I ran into that guy like out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like oh I got a boss battle. I got a, I was like what do I freaked out and I, I think I did it on stream too. So everyone was like, everyone was like, Moncus, they're doing all this stupid Twitch stuff that people do on Twitch. <laughs> so I was just like, it was, it was, t- I mean, I almost died, but I ended up beating him. He's not too hard once you kind of learn his little pattern. Mm-hmm. But no, the game is blown. It, 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 the game is great. It was, it's Symphony of the Night. It seems like Symphony of the Night sequel. Like if they evolve Symphony of the Night in that same vein, it, it's like that. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm playing on the Xbox One X. Some issues here and there, but overall, pretty good experience. Pretty good experience and everything um, with the game. I, I, I like it. I love the. The, the, the crystal mechanics and whatever or the shards i love the uh the the, eating, the even like the, the food stuff is kind of cool we're getting like first time bonuses like it really lets you like you know make sure that you collect and get different slices of pork and food and stuff so i mean it's it's been great for me so far there's too. a lot to that game like i was surprised just yeah. how much is to that there's crafting there's cooking there's leveling up different shards that you get there's passive shards there's I mean, active shards it's all over the place yeah multiple different shards so you can have like a shard that uh gives you passive abilities right like john just said you can have a shard that like you can attack a shard that you can shoot with i mean you have a a arsenal like a really big arsenal like you're stronger than any of like what you have like in castlevania games like you're way stronger i mean basically everything that you get in this game you're definitely way stronger than what any of the belmonts were you know in any of those games or any of the other characters yeah very very cool and i think you're gonna like it a lot sean that might be a game you you actually marathon Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure I will. Um I was going to pick it up on like PS4 or Xbox One, but I was just kind of like I mean, I could, but if I do a specific Switch video on it, you know, it'll probably do better. So from a business perspective, it made more sense for me to wait. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I work to a comparison video between them, you do like the PS4 to the Switch kind of thing, like a little comparison side by side just for people who are curious because I saw a lot of people trying to decide which one to go with because they really weren't sure. Um, I think not the, wrong. I think the big difference is frame rate. I, I think it, that's it, right? But the Xbox One version, and I'm playing on the Xbox One X, and they say it's 4K enhanced. It does not run perfect. No, well, I mean, yeah, there's mine. The PS4 Pro does this weird like thing where occasionally it'll freeze up for like two seconds and then start going. Like I thought there was a bad glitch. I thought it had completely frozen at one point. I don't know if you saw that, Max, where there were just these weird glitches that were taking place with that. The main thing I had is bosses or enemies that could block would freeze where mm. I could still move. But if they parried one of my moves, they'd stick in a parry for an extra, like, 
10 frames. So not a, a super long amount of time, but you'd see them freeze for like half a second. And it was a little bit weird. Hmm, okay. Actually happened to it and just a normal one of the enemy. You guys are like that big enemy at the beginning of the game. Like with the, he's like a line with the sword. Yeah. Garden, I couldn't get it, couldn't get it. Then all of a sudden he like, like froze. <laughs> and then I got a shard from that. I'm like, is that how you get a shard? Doing that, I was like on him for like 15 minutes just grinding trying to get a shard. So I mean, yeah, that, that's happened a couple times. But from what I understand, the PC version of the game runs perfect, like from what I understand. Yeah, I think there's gonna be just more and more patches. Like I said, one zero two came out, and unfortunately that broke the game for anyone who had made progress in the game up to that point. Now, if you get it and you have one zero two from the start, you're fine. But for anyone who did that, and that patch isn't coming to the Xbox until next week. So you want to speed run the game now. You want to beat the game now on the Xbox One X because once that patch applies and you don't have all the items in the game to progress, you may not be able to get them because it messes up all the chests that are on the on the um, map at the time. So weird. Yeah, <laughs> not a great, not a great glitch. Not a great glitch of that patch. And they even said we don't know what to do. You guys got to restart. So uh, it's like fun. Official statement they said is like, okay, this glitch is bad, but it only affects the people who are in the middle of the game. It doesn't affect the people who are just starting the game, and it doesn't affect the people who aren't playing the game. And for some reason, that made me laugh. Of like, yeah. <laughs> uh, we also, uh, my friend Pedro, did everyone play that one? Yes. Yep. Uh, Sean did. Nate did. Max did not. Uh, uh, OJ, did you get a chance to play my friend Pedro at all? I got I got a chance to play a little bit more of it. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. What did, what did everyone think of it so far? I like it. Um, I I felt like sometimes the combat feels a little bit too loosey goosey. You know what I'm saying? The like plot. your character movement or something. <laughs> like I don't know. Like just something about it. Like your character feels a bit loosey goosey at times, and it's like, well, I, I don't know. It should be a little bit more precise. But I, I do. I like the vibe. I like the aesthetic of it. I love the music in the game. I think the music's phenomenal. Um, it's it's very good. Very good. It's kind of like 2D Max Payne a bit, isn't it? Like when you're playing it. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of cool for that. But the controls don't feel very intuitive to me. Yeah. Like they, they feel kind of loose. Like I, I feel like I feel like I should be able to like I know what I want to do and I know how to do it. But it seems like it's kind of a chore in order to do it. Yeah. There's when you hold the controller and you start playing it, you'll realize that like just to do basic things, there's like an extra button press. Uh, to do it, and it's, eh, yeah, I mean, I think they need to play around with the controls a little bit more. Uh, I think you were saying something like that too, Nate. Where, like, the buttons are, like, just doing stuff in the game felt like more work than it should have been. Yeah, you just, it feels like you have to almost have, like, a claw type of setup for your hands. I mean, it after the first few levels, you kind of adjust to it, and you kind of get into the flow of things. My bigger issue with the game is just that the level design never really evolves after the first few stages. Like it introduces like a machine gun or like lasers, but it's still the same basic repetition of slow down time, spin to dodge, shoot. It's not a super and long game either. No, it's only about four hours. It's, it's pretty quick. And that's even if you replay some of the levels to get like a better score and stuff. So the only replay value is that you played a level, you've got a C ranking and you know you could get a B, an A or an S ranking. So you go back to it and replay it and try to keep that multiplier active the entire time. So it's kind of, it's a good game. I just don't know if it has any lasting appeal after you beat it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's um, it's okay though, I guess. It's like 20 bucks, I think, right? Yeah, I so, think so. I mean, you gotta you gotta decide if it's a fun enough experience for a couple hours for twenty bucks. I think the idea is fun and cool, but I think it could be a little better and maybe a sequel or a follow up or something. Um, definitely, gotta work on the controls for it though. Uh, what about what about Judgment, Max? A Judgment is no joke. My game of the freaking year. You are basically Batman in Japan. You solve mysteries. You get to, like, stop time and do investigations. You have to question people and pick locks and put on costumes to sneak into enemy bases and have multiple styles of kung fu. So you can actually go to tiger stance or viper stance for taking out multiple opponents. At one point, I got an ashtray put it in a guy's mouth, punched it, made him fall backwards into his buddy's sword, and then backflipped like off a balcony. That's Is that next week that's out? 
Um, the Sega said something to me today of if you pre-order it on PlayStation digitally, I think you can play it tonight. Uh, oh. And if you want the physical, the physical edition, even the normal one, apparently comes with tons of stuff, though. So everybody buy the physical one. Obviously, they gave me a digital review code, but they said the physical box is going to have like reversible cover art and lots of stickers and a big physical manual, I think. So yeah, buy I'm going to grab it. I'm going to grab it physically. Yeah, I think that I think that's out. I think it's next week physically it's like the 28th. So it's out next week. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll grab it physically. That sounds, that sounds pretty cool to have it like that with all the extra stuff with it. I like when they companies do that. So I, and I, I've wanted to play a Yakuza game, but getting into the series now is, is a lot. It's, there's a lot of time investment. So to hear that there, this is like kind of a new IP that you can just jump into and try it out is, uh, is exciting for me. I want to, I want to try it. It also feels really different because you're a flat out good guy for the first time ever in this universe. When you were the Yakuza, you were doing good things sometimes, or sometimes you were doing something that was less bad. Here you are literally just trying to solve crimes. And I actually think that really improves the story. Okay. Okay. Uh, anything Anything else uh, you guys played this week? Uh, Cadence of Hyrule. What do you think of Cadence Hyrule, Sean? Because we talked about it last week, but you weren't on the podcast, so I yeah, was curious what my your th- internet was all scuffed. Yeah, um, yeah, I was curious what your thoughts were on that one. Beautiful graphics, excellent music, um, charming. Not a fan of the gameplay. <laughs> you don't like I the never, rhythm stuff. I don't. I I beat the game. Um, it took me for freaking ever, and I, I just never felt like. I mastered the gameplay and I was like, you, you know, when you play a game and you're like, okay, I can do this. I know what to do here. I never felt that way with this game. And there are people out there that absolutely fell in love with the gameplay. And that's awesome. You know, I'm not saying it's a bad game or anything. It's just not a game for me. Did you try, did you try turning the rhythm off to do the turn-based stuff? Yes. And I found that even more difficult. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I guess at that time, the, uh, the enemies will move every time you move pretty much. They'll take a turn. Um, yeah. Whereas you can do some cool stuff. Like you can speed up the tempo so you can move faster. Uh, and everything but um i guess i can see what you're saying it, it it's definitely not a game for everyone but that music is is sick that is oh yeah that music is insane um, the presentation was 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 amazing absolutely fantastic and it's definitely worth the price it's just the gameplay isn't probably what you're expecting it to be and you might not like it but you know a lot of people loved it so you know that's awesome yeah okay okay very cool anything else guys uh that we played this week before i we move into some of the topics um, I got eight my... a week for me mostly. Children of Morta oh, has a demo out, and the Auto Chess thing Valve's putting out. Okay, okay. Was that wait? Was wait, 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 Was Auto Chess on Epic Store? Auto Chess. Uh, the story of Auto Chess is a group of people made a mod in Dota Two for Auto Chess. It blew up. It's huge. It became its own Dota streaming, or it became its own Twitch streaming channel. Stuff like that. Uh, they started moving it over to phones and. Valve approached them to be like, hey, do you guys want to actually make this a game? And they said, no, screw you. We're just putting it on phones. And then I guess Epic bought them. So now Epic, I guess, owns them as a company and is the auto chess out there. And Valve, would, because of how their terms were for the game, they're basically like, well, we still own the rights to being able to make this game. So they're just making it. as, And it, it's pretty cool. The, uh, the Valve version actually is really smooth. All right, very good, very good. So you guys, uh, you guys actually had some stuff we wanted to we wanted to go over because this is uh, a little earlier in the week than we're used to recording. So uh, what did what did you guys want to talk about exactly? Because everyone had like a different topic and stuff that you guys wanted to yeah. go over. Beef jerky. Okay, so what is it about beef jerky that what happened here? I bought a bunch of beef jerky. Did it equate to a <laughs> pro controller in terms of I mean, the price? Was- it, the, the, okay, well, there was actually two instances of buying beef jerky because I bought like $50 worth on Amazon and yeah. then I was waiting for it to come in because it didn't come in until yesterday and two days ago I went to the gas station and they had like this big ass bag of beef jerky for like 12 bucks, so I snagged that too. So it was $62 for all the beef jerky. However, beef jerky is delicious. You can eat beef jerky. You cannot eat a pro controller. If you have beef jerky you eat the beef jerky if you don't have beef jerky you don't eat beef jerky i could still play my nintendo switch without a pro controller (laughs) 
<laughs> I but to have a pro control, you would have liked Cadence of Hyrule. That's the really thing that's stopping oh, you from liking Cadence of Hyrule. No was way. The pro control. No you would have liked the game. I didn't dislike it. I, I liked it, but I thought I was going to love it. It would have been for you with the pro controller. Hey, hey, maybe, maybe it would have been okay with uh, my friend Pedro with a pro controller. No, because you said no. the same thing I said. <laughs> you might I, have liked Hyrule with a DDR dance pad. Oh, oh, see, that actually might have been kind of interesting. You know, I have one for the GameCube. Plug that in. I think it works with the GameCube adapter. Oh, Please do that. That's video. a video right there, man. <laughs> that's too much effort. I, I would watch. I would watch that. I would watch that's that not, one, Sean. Have to be eating brief jerky on the dance pad. <laughs> Getting some Hyrule dance bed, bro. Oh man, that'd be Hyrule great. So good. Uh, that'd be great. So, what else do you plan on buying, Sean? That's exactly fifty dollars going forward. That's not a pro controller. I mean, I bought some stuff at Walgreens today. I needed some drinks and snacks and stuff. <laughs> um, I got to go buy Crash Team Racing tomorrow. That's I mean, what thirty? Yeah. Is I thought it was forty. Am mm-hmm. I wrong? I think it's. Yeah, I think it's thirty nine ninety nine. Okay, so forty bucks. That's but I mean, good. that's a that's a that's a value. That's a good game though, so I'm I'm okay with that. That's that's gonna be awesome. We'll be playing a lot of that tomorrow at too many games probably. Uh, so that's gonna be fun. Um, Max, what did what did you bring up, Max? Because you were you right. you rolled in here with all kinds of stuff going on. There's things happening everywhere apparently. Thing I really want to dig into is there is so much misinformation going on right now about the Final Fantasy VII remake. Titties. I mean, there's no other way to put this. Those are fine. Uh, some people seem to be doing like statistical scientific analysis and then breasticles, but it's <laughs> they're just normal titties. Um, there was some sort of quote that came out that apparently uh, there was like an ethics board that made her put on a sports bra uh, to hold them digital knockers. But it's it's outrage so, about those titties. So wait, what's going what's going on, Max? There's okay. So Tifa's what? design came out, and people aren't happy with uh, what she's wearing for a shirt and everything. Is that the idea? Well, and some people are trying to claim that them D titties are B titties, and I just don't know what to tell those people because it's just, uh, it just there's so much weird outrage about those titties, and I do not understand it. Mm. I mean, I guess because when you look at the the PS One version, I mean they they look different, but I mean by that <laughs> they were like they were like five polygons back then. <laughs> yeah, that. but I mean that's what I was gonna say. Like you have to also look at Tomb Raider. Like Laura Croft had like you know triple z's in that game like you know there's a tweet going around that is a person being serious where does a screenshot of tifa next to all the other female characters in final fantasy 7 it said you know what made tifa unique as a character her tits and it's like her looking the guy was like seriously offended that they like a normal instead of like crazy barbie doll i don't know I I think pro- probably what happened I think is that if you look at design from before, especially with like Advent Children and some other ones, I f- I remember her shirt actually being kind of loose around like the mid midriff, and they probably decided as like a design standpoint to just make it so that her shirt was like much more form fitting, and then put a black undershirt on just to make it easier to actually put that into the game. Wise, you're not having to constantly like render the cloth. I mean, it, it's just obviously it was just a design choice of simplification. Nobody is attacking the tits, all right? That's just what that's I'm the way I read it. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, OJ. They, they seem from what I'm seeing here and when I from what I remember, they definitely seem more pro- proportionate to her body, what it would actually be, because she's really disproportionate in the original. Like, if you look at some of, like, the CG and stuff like that, they're, they look ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? They're too ballooned and all that for how she's probably no more than, like, what, 100? Maybe? She's, she's tiny. She's not a very big person at all. So the fact that, you know, they were like that and they kind of made it more proportionate, I think it fits with the realism, you know? It fits with that. So to me, it makes sense that it looks the way, the way that she looks. They're still big. Like there are B, there, there's no way those are B. Anybody who, I mean, a lot of these people that are talking about B, they, they don't ever be, with, they're never with girls. Let me just say that right now. Those are not Bs, okay? <laughs> I, I've been with Lemon, I've been with a couple girls here and there, you know, and I can tell you the different sizes. I'm telling you, those are not Bs. Oh, they, they nerfed them from, shut up. Okay, they, like, shut up. Yeah, they, they nerfed 
freaking uh, Cloud shoulder. Cloud used to have these giant literal <laughs> boulder shoulders, and now they made him have normal-looking arms. It's like they just redesigned people. In comparison to what they had before, but it's 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 more realistic, so it has to be more proportionate to what you're doing now. Like they had to, you know. So it is a little bit of a nerf, but it's not like anything crazy, you know. It's it's yeah, of course she's she actually looks way more realistic now. You know what I'm saying? Like of course you had to, but they're still gigantic for how for know, how man. thin she is. I'm gonna be outraged when Red actually looks like an animal. I'm expecting like this blocky <laughs> Lego looking thing. And when he comes out looking like an ancient dog wolf hybrid type creature, I'm going to sit there saying, that's ridiculous. How dare he look like an animal? Just like the people who got mad at Lion King. How dare Pumbaa look like a warthog? <laughs> Damn you, Disney. Hashtag no digital PETA. Uh, like, wait a minute. Like Simba actually looks like a lion. I'm outraged. <laughs> I mean, God, I can't believe it. I can't believe Square making streets look like streets, making soldiers look like soldiers, making Cloud have realistic-looking hands instead of giant blocks. Where's humanity? Let me uh, move over here to another odd situation. There's a lot of weird things that happened this week in terms of, I guess, decision-making well, by it's, companies. It's the week after E3. It's when everyone gets outraged. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well... I'm, I'm a little confused about Animal Crossing to a degree because we have cloud saves for the Switch. You get, people had to have seen this. This blew up on Reddit, on their subreddit and everything for the Switch and everything. Cloud saves will not work with Animal Crossing, which seems strange considering how much time people put into that game that you might want to back up your island or your, or your save file. And they're concerned about people time traveling or cheating their game, but... Do you guys think it's worth uh, basically the inability to back up your hundred, you know, I'm, people spend thousands of hours in that game. Yeah. It, it, do you think it's worth the inability to back up your island and your save file and your world uh, so that people don't cheat in their game? It's, it's one of those weird things where no other Animal Crossing has had save backups. So it's not like they're taking away a feature, but at the same time, if you want to manipulate time, for your island, who are you hurting other than yourself? Exactly. It's not like there's online leaderboards or online competitions where you're getting like an advantage in. So there's really oh, at least yeah yeah that's that's sort of one of the caveats. It's like well, what does the online actually entail? Because I mean, they could do shit where there's like I don't know mini games or something where you're playing different mini games and there's leaderboards for those mini games. I do think it's stupid that they can't just differentiate like somehow like you know, to save it just for your single player shit and your whatever the online entails like that isn't able to be in the cloud save. So it was really funny. Somebody mentioned that how many times are you really going to have to pull your save back from the cloud? Probably not that often, right? You're like, you're going to back it up a bunch of times, but you're really not going to pull your save back down more than a few times. If you're doing it like on the up and up, maybe you get a new system, maybe you upgrade to a revision or the next switch that's backwards compatible or, or something like that. Or you go to a friend's house and you pull it. Somebody made the funny idea of you keep Mr. Rossetti and his job is to show up and do like a 10 minute speech every time you pull your save down from the cloud and it lengthens a bit more every time like to the point where you're getting an hour-long speech like how people log into splatoon 2 and how long do you sit there and listen to them talk like every time it's like 10 minutes of them just talking back and forth it's like one of the most annoying things about splatoon but just have mr rossetti show up and he'll tell you about like you know how his kids don't visit him anymore and all this stuff and uh and that's like it's like this 10 15 minute thing of some video game character talking to you um there's got to be i feel like a deterrent so that people can still back their stuff up what were you saying max i gonna say uh clearly the technology exists something i know because uh uh, before I lived with my fiance, we lived separately and uh, I was playing Resident Evil 2 at my house and her house and I would transfer the save file back and forth a lot because I had to sign in on both consoles and I noticed that it actually seemed to know when I signed in at a console, if there was a newer save file for the game in the cloud, it would download it. So I feel like there must be a way of if I want to get my Switch save file, I should be able to make it where it doesn't just let me perpetually overwrite to create fake save files or whatever. Yeah, I do wonder if they're if they can they really just not figure it out how to make that work i think there needs to be some type of 
option at least it's like it locks like a local backup option like mm. on an sd card i know they don't have that yet but I, there there's got to be something in the works coming because i think this is ridiculous for this game in particular i mean like i'm still gonna get it but i think it's ridiculous because it's like it's too much time in this game like and to say oh well if something happens oh well you know this is more this can be more than any other game on the switch so far to this point right i mean if you're looking at it mm. So the worst thing that could happen if something happens to your safe fall would be in a game like Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. And, and Smash or worse than any other game out there. Yeah, and and now I think about it, Animal Crossing on the DS would have saved to the cartridge. So even if your 2DS or 3DS or your DS Lite at the time broke, I guess technically you would still have your save file. Is there anybody else? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not just me, right? What happened? What are you thinking about this? <laughs> oh, is that it? Are you talking about Evan? And so theoretically... Well, the best part is Evan is frozen, too. I, I, can't, I... I can't wait for Discord to launch their own streaming service. Right? <laughs> Evan, Evan and John are really thinking, they're, they're really thinking about these, though. Oh, not Evan. Evan died. Oh, John's back! back. Hey. Okay. <laughs> we're laughing because you froze in the middle of the most hardcore thinking phase. We were all like, let's just pretend it's still cool. frozen. <laughs> I didn't know well. it was just me, so I wasn't going to say shit. No, you're good, Evan. You're good. Okay. We're, we're trying to, we're, we're slowly breaking, out. we're breaking this slowly. Outside. Uh, Leave it in, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. Don't I was, go. I was saying, uh, with Animal Crossing on like the DS or the 3DS, 2DS, it would save to the cartridge, right? So yeah, even if your system broke. So if you lost your game, you lost your. If you lost your game, yeah. yeah. But uh, if your system broke, you would still have your save file. Whereas now, if your system breaks, or you know, it's I mean, it's a portable switch, you're you're in trouble. You don't have your you know 500 hour island anymore. So I so, I, I don't know. There's probably be something way. they'll address in like a patch, like three months later. I mean, it's like a feature. Where you say Max? really want the switch mini like the switch mini is probably going to become my primary switch when it comes out when it's finally revealed and so i think i am going to be occasionally passing save files back and forth through the cloud of like putting it on my switch when i would record gameplay and then when i'm out and about putting it on my switch mini so oh that that's a good that's a good point when we do get to the point where we have revisions of the switch and maybe you do have a mini, like you're saying, Max, and you don't want to take your other one with you. You just want to use the mini because it's more pocket size. You would want to be able to pass the save around. That's a good point. I already do that. I have a switch that's oh. literally just dedicated for me playing portable that sits in my grip the whole time and in my in my little portable case. And like, yeah, I do the whole passing the saves back and forth as well. But you can't do that with certain games. I mean, I know I could I think like Let's Go Pokemon or whatever. Let's Go series. You can't. Well, whatever, but yeah, Animal Crossing would definitely be one of those games that's like DMV, you know, um, at my mom's house, you know, whatever the case is. Like, I want to be able to have it there, but now I'm gonna have to just take gonna be on, you know, you the, yeah, you're gonna have to pick one. So that, that kind of sucks. And like, when the Switch Mini comes out, same thing for me, that's gonna be my dedicated portable oh, yeah. Switch, you know, yeah, pretty kind of do that, but mm. yeah, I don't know, it's 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 interesting because I, I thought Nintendo was going to be the one to set the example for cloud saves and using them in games, but they're actually shying away from that. Whereas, does every third party use cloud saves? Like, I'm trying to think of a, a third party that doesn't use cloud saves right now off the top of my head. Fortnite, well, yeah, but Fortnite's already saved to, For, save yeah, to its Fortnite own cloud. server side. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a game that doesn't use cloud saves right now. Uh, I, I'm not sure if the NBA 2K games do on the Switch. Oh, I don't okay. think they do. I think okay. they do on other platforms, but I don't think they do on the Switch for some reason. Okay, okay. Well, well I think it's because, isn't the save file for that like a gigabyte or something crazy? Like, isn't it massive? Dark Souls. Dark Souls is still one that doesn't allow okay. it. Okay, Yeah, I, th I think that NBA, you might have to check, Sean, since you get it every year just to see, but I, I feel like the save file for NBA 2K is like a gig or something like that. Yeah, no, it's massive. It's bigger than that. Yeah, they're, you're not uploading that. They're, Nintendo doesn't want that. <laughs> uh, but um, interesting stuff there. Okay, so we just lightly touched on the Switch Mini, and that was actually showing up because, uh, well, Sean, you did a video on it, right? Yeah, I did one today on it. Um, I wanted to wait on it. But, yeah, basically, um, 
It looks like it's, I mean, it's one of the worst kept secrets in gaming. Like, of course, there's going to be revisions to the damn system. But a Chinese company basically is like starting to send out emails um, for accessories for the Switch Mini. And they sent out like one batch of emails and then they had one picture of the Switch Mini, which is pretty much the, the model that we have seen so far as far as like renditions of it. But then they had like another picture of a Switch Mini, which looked absolutely nothing like we have seen before. And so a lot of people are like, well, which is the, you know, which is the Switch Mini? And I, in my video, I basically think that the fancier looking one, the new looking one is probably nothing like the system. I think the, the more form fitting smaller one uh, that has, you know, the same sort of look and aesthetic is probably what you're going to get. Hmm. Okay. I was looking yeah. at, uh, so interestingly enough, it seems Nintendo Life actually got an update on it too. It's from yeah, Hansan? That, yeah, it's from yeah, Hansan. And Nintendo Life uh, contacted one of their representatives, and the representative said it was based on secret information <laughs> and that um, if anything changes, uh, according to specs, once uh, Nintendo officially announces the system, that they'll be able to handle it. Secret information. Literally, yeah. that's I what he said. Them, and they gave me a completely different type of reply. Oh. They're just like, this is based on research and tracking of new developments in the industry. Basically, we listen to rumors hmm. is all it. I mean, like, the renders are crap. The product is real. Mm. And, I mean, that's the simple version of it. You're looking at, I mean, one of the renders was fan-made. Oh, right. I, they, I thought that I... That they threw in the image. It's just that one shiny one that people can't find the original render of yeah the shiny one is the one that everyone that, that's the one i used in the thumbnail because i was like well i've never used this render before nobody knows where the fuck it's from but i think that's the most unrealistic one i think the fan render is more realistic and it's actually interesting because there's something in that fan render that i haven't i don't know maybe people have talked about this before but maybe it would be something that would help cut costs and that is the fact that in the fan render one there's no capture button and Ooh. I don't know how much a capture button would lower a cost of the system, but it, yeah, there's no there's no capture button on that one. So you're right. Yeah, that looks weird. That looks like just an error. That's so weird looking. It's interesting that they wouldn't have a capture button. That's weird. Huh. Okay. But do you think that could potentially make costs less? I, I think it'll no. have. A, I think it'll have a capture button. I think it'll still have all that. Honestly, I think they're just gonna. I think they're gonna scoop out everything Rumble related. They're gonna scoop out everything IR related. They're gonna scoop yeah. out. Uh, Pretty much everything. I have a feeling it may even have just a built-in uh, storage. There won't be replaceable storage. I, I feel like they're going to try and minimize everything. I actually wondered if they do a die shrink on the on the on the chip if they passively cool it, so you don't need a fan. I thought about that too. I was like, I wonder oh, yeah, if they can make I mean, that happen. You remove the fan, you can make the unit a decent amount smaller. Yeah. Which, if they're going for the portable end, they want to make the unit smaller. They want to make. You don't want you know all those moving parts of a fan and something a kid's right. going to be dropping and kicking. You want, like, a you know, the DS, the Game Boy, one solid piece and just, Yeah, because if it's, if it's a lower-power device that isn't looking to be really docked, I, at that point, if they remove the fan, it's not getting docked, basically, is the idea. Um, or it would be docked. You're just not going to see any performance increase. It'd be like what you did with the PSP, where mm. you you had the... Cable. Actually, no, with, with the video, you had, yeah, you have the cable, you plug in, you get the image on your TV... It's just going to be a 720p image of the Switch game. You're not going to get the 1080 boost. Yeah, because you see, like, iPads and stuff that are doing ridiculous visuals. Like, we have that one iPad where, what, they they hooked it up and it was doing, like, Xbox One-level visuals and NBA 2K. And that was was passively cool. So, um, I guess guess you never know. That might actually be the way to go is to remove the fan. That that would save costs as well. So, maybe they could sneak that thing in there at 199.9 and put it out there with a smaller form factor. I actually think that would sell really well. Honestly, I think at the end of everything, I think it may outsell the uh, standard Switch. Because as much as the Switch is selling, as soon as you start aiming something even more towards kids, parents buy the hell out of it. Yeah, as the, if they have that for the holiday, it's going to be ridiculous in like the like November December months. It 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 it'll it'll be flying off the shelves. I don't think they'll I don't think they'll bundle it with anything. I think they'll just have it ready to go for Pokemon and uh, mostly Pokemon actually. Yeah. <laughs> everything uh, everything more cooled off so it just doesn't overheat so, so like an air conditioner yeah <laughs> so are we, <laughs> so i mean at this point 
I, f- I feel like we've been talking about these revisions for so long now. At this point, we're just kind of coasting and waiting for them to announce either the mini or whatever the, okay. the full revision is at this point. I mean, it's right. like, I don't know how much longer we're waiting, but I mean, I feel like well, the Wall Street uh, Journal's been talking about this thing for like a I mean, year and a half. Wall Street Journal's been talking about it since basically January. They just put out their report saying they're in production, which means, and NVIDIA said they're expecting you know, higher demand of their chips in the second half of 2019. Nintendo has loaded September up with like five releases. So everything is pointing to a September launch for both revision. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Link's Awakening looks absolutely amazing. So I'll be, that's one of the great At this point, we just have to wait for Mario Maker 2 to release because they're not going to announce revisions ahead of one of their biggest games of June where they want to sell a lot of hardware. You could, you probably wait, even after Fire Emblem comes out, introduce it, you know, like the day after or early August, release it in mid-September. Because right now you have games that are going to sell hardware and you're not going to want to say, oh, we have a cheaper model coming out in eight weeks. Don't buy the current Switch. You want to get those sales right now and then you can chop the legs off the current model in, you know, like August 3rd. Yeah, so interesting. That's going to... That's going to be interesting when that does happen and they announce it. But as far as we can tell, these renders and stuff they put out are from a secret source or, or just, just renders it and research and stuff they came up with. Is that, is that what we're, that what we're going with here? Yeah. More than likely. I don't, I don't think that the, the glossy one, nah, there's, there's no way the system's going to look like that. I think that's completely fake. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, then we had Mario maker two. Uh, there are a lot of previews for Mario maker two actually right now that are going on, but some people, Max, you said some people sound, we're talking about how it seems a little more bare bones than they thought it would be. Uh, I did see, I think I saw some of game explain talking about that. How it, it seemed like it was slightly less than they thought it would be. Um, and then there's the odd thing where you can't use, uh, physical buttons in handheld mode. You can only use the touch screen. Well, I saw Game Explained put up a video of like 10 things missing from Mario Maker 2. And in general, it just sounds like Mario Maker 1 before all the update patches. It's like, okay, we have some extra toolkit parts, but it's just. So we're talking about actually building the levels. Like they're missing things in like the editing part. Is that the idea? Kind of what it sounds like in just little toolkits and shortcuts. Mm. It's just kind of one of the things of like, it sounds like it's not necessarily like uh, a worse game but it's kind of just the same game again as long as i yeah, can what? i can play the levels though right as long as i can play yeah. them that's all i want to do i'm not i'm not good at building like I said. what were you saying one of the main <laughs> things i've been hearing about the like building aspect is that it's just very unintuitive compared to the wii u version like the gamepad you had it in front of you you took out the stylus you knew exactly how to go about building on the switch it's just not that immediate you don't have that sense of like welcoming it's kind of like there's a fence to jump this time around that the wii u game did not have Mm. and it seems to be putting off people a little bit but i mean it's one of those you just have to learn once you learn you'll feel comfortable with it but it's just not you don't grasp it immediately that's one of the big things where the the wii u actually had a has a large advantage over the switch for and that's mario maker that's not usually we're the other way around we're like oh the switch you know massive advantage over the wii u and everything this is one case where it's the opposite having that second screen massively helps mario maker i think a lot of people see that now um but uh, i mean even technically the 3ds had it so because in this game mario maker one of the things that some people did was actually show people how they build levels too at the same time right and it can be displayed when you're watching it but now you can't you can't do it unless you have portable capture card only way that you can do that which most people probably don't have a portable capture card yeah for switch <laughs> <laughs> well i know nate does nate does yeah nate does he's just, he's just, you know, he's just most people know. Do, most people don't i don't think nate's gonna spend all his time building levels and streaming it on twitch or whatever the case is you know what i'm saying like, no so. i'll build one level it's gonna be something that's gonna piss people off and then i'll never build another one again <laughs> you're gonna make it super hard yeah oh, of course of course of course are you that thing where you can do like a little door that's hidden in the beginning just to get to the end because you have to you have to get to the end so you can put it online right you have to be able to beat it and people were kind of cheesing that by putting a door that would teleport you to the end automatically so you don't have to go through the whole thing they would they would do little secrets to get there um 
that's the thing. You're going to see a lot of those. I like those auto levels too, where it automatically does it or like play music and everything and do all this crazy. Yeah, those are, those are fun. Those are just fun to download and be like, ah, that was cool. And then you move on. But uh, I'm looking forward to that. And of course, 3D World, see what people come up with for that. And maybe they announce like uh, Mario Galaxy World or something. You never know. That'd be cool. Did you guys see the EA stuff that took place yesterday? I heard about it. <laughs> I'm saying that loot boxes are happy surprises. They're surprise mechanics and yeah. completely ethical. They don't want to call them loot boxes. That seemed like an interesting thing that happened. They did not want to call it loot boxes. They were talking to uh, UK government officials yesterday about it for like three hours. I mean, it was like this long hearing, basically, uh, talking about it because they're investigating addictive natures and loot boxes. They did not want to call them loot boxes at all like they wanted to they were calling them surprise mechanics instead and i saw a lot of people weighing in on twitter i mean like you're talking like game developers i saw Corey barlog weigh in on it like everyone was talking about this where they essentially want to call it something else so that they can still kind of do it basically and and happy loot boxes i mean the last couple hmm? what was that no i lost you for a second good uh, it's also partially because for the past couple of years, like people are just going loot boxes are evil over and over and over again. It's basically been beaten into the subconscious of every human being at this point. So, I mean, if they keep calling it that, they have to take back, I guess, the idea that it's just a mechanic versus it being loot boxes equals evil. And like that's well, we the think problem they have to deal there's, with. There's a, there's, a, there's a serious theory going around that Disney doesn't even like Disney has, does not like loot boxes at all. They do not like that idea. Uh, and I have a feeling they may have changed the name a bit for that corporate speak, so they can they can be like, it, no, 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 no loot boxes, surprise mechanics. It, <laughs> it made just, money. <laughs> huge demographic, like just being able to sell loot boxes in Europe probably makes them billions and billions and billions of dollars every single year off of stuff like FIFA. So they are willing to. They probably hired so many like speech people to rephrase this in a way to sell, and they came up with. Uh, fun surprises and one of the things that cracked me up is that they kept referring to loot crates as quite ethical like you know surprisingly taking people's money for a vague product is actually quite ethical it's like Mecha- surprise about? mechanics and they're quite eth- that's what they're calling them officially right Jim guys guys surprise mechanics mm. that's why i saw it on there that that's that that's, <laughs> that's, that is absolutely atrocious from EA. They should be ashamed of them damn selves. Like seriously, that that is a that is atrocious. That they should be so ashamed of themselves for that. I, I can't surprise mechanics. I get the hell out of here. What the <laughs> hell is that? Surprise mechanics? You're kidding me. Is that what you're gonna do to try to convince people that this is what's going on? Like how dumb are like it's specifically for FIFA also. FIFA's an annualized series that they keep doing every year, and it always sells consistently over 20 million copies. So, like, they're already making a ton of money. If they just sold stuff straight up, they would still make an obscene amount of money, like, just like a straight-up transaction without loot they're, boxes. So they don't want to... Obviously, like, most of these companies are public share. They don't want to lose that money. But it's it comes to a time where you have to realize... Mm-hmm. they're trying to hold on but they really need to refocus and say okay we're gonna have to let go of x or y amount of money and go back to the old way of how you used to do it, which was just dlc you know what i'm saying which is just trying to get people to buy dlc this whole loot box stuff thing that they're doing and everything like that it's gotta die for them because they can't continue to sit here and make up this kind of crap this is absolutely ridiculous like surprise mechanics at some point they have to realize that okay make 30 million dollars a year okay maybe we should kind of invest it back into making sure players that we can like not have our games devalued at like 12 dollars after like a few months because we rehash our games every single year they need to figure it out you know at some point they have to figure this out and um hopefully ea does so but i can't i can't support it i can't support a dumbass company like this yeah. like, at, at all anymore it's not even like, a I, game I really that, can't it's not even a game that lasts four years or something an ongoing thing they, they redo it every year and make you buy it again it makes me not even want to buy the jedi fallen order like it and i was i was going it makes me even not want to like i cannot support a company this damn dumb at this point like that this is ridiculous I, i've heard some game developers uh kind of speculate that what we're probably about to see is a giant shift of everybody especially people like ea are probably about to 100 percent 
go games as a service because loot crates are so bad and so toxic it seems like the whole community is against them now so everybody is probably going to start to sell giant expansion passes that last like three months oh you want the three next three months of patches pay 50 bucks i think yeah. everybody's going to start and, moving and season away packs crates. and stuff yeah very soon, I would say within the next like year and a half or two years, I think that everything is going to stop having loot crates and microtransactions, and instead it's just going to be like a, a pay-to-play. If you want to keep playing this game, it's always going to cost you money. Well, you know how you do it? You got you to gotta support the, the developers of the studios are sticking with it. You got you know CD Projekt Red sticking with the old mentality of you release a game, you sell it, you put out a good expansion, and then you move on to developing the next game. You know, you got Nintendo pushing hard for just straight up releases right it's uh look towards that because cd project red has done something that's very interesting because nate we were talking about this and we thought nintendo was doing some kind of subsidizing but i cannot find any proof of it and that's that cd project red is putting out witcher 3 with all of the expansions everything and it's going on a 32 gigabyte cartridge I can't. Yeah. I can't find anything. I mean, unless you have, I can't, I've been looking everywhere. I can't find anything that says Nintendo is subsidizing the cartridge. Would Nintendo announce that though? Would that be something that they would actually talk about? I mean, I mean, they, it, they're not publishing it either, though. They might be distributing it, something similar that they did with Doom and Skyrim during the launch year. Mm, it was de yeah. technically Bethesda published it, but Nintendo distributed the game to help with those publishing costs. So that could be the case here because the thirty-two gigabyte cards are still quite costly. And it doesn't seem like something that was it CD Projekt. Are they self-publishing or is Warner Brothers publishing it in the West? I don't think Warner Bros. has anything to do. With I this think one. this is just. So, I think this is just straight CD Projekt Red. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling Nintendo has given a little money to this version of the game. It, they must have because it's them and Saber and Saber's doing this right with them. Yes, yeah, CD Projekt Red and Saber handle the port. Unless they think it's just going to sell really well or something, I don't know. I mean, they definitely have the goodwill of, you know, they've earned some goodwill by doing the complete game, all the DLC, both on a card. So gamers are definitely saying, hey, I'm going to buy Witcher 3 because you guys are doing the release right. And they're giving you what, like some stickers, a map and a compendium. Yeah, nice little... yeah there's a lot of stuff going into this for like a lot of times I can't I can barely get a manual out of these companies when it comes to this stuff. They're doing like stickers and like what's the other Nicholas, I think Nicholas is the only one that really does that like that I know of. Uh, when I bought Final Fantasy 10, 10, 2, no, 12, I got a, I got an advertisement for 10, 10, 2 in it instead of a manual <laughs> in the little slot. So I'm like, all right. So the CCD Project Red doing all of that makes me really look at someone like 2K because Sean knows this. Sean knows 2K all too well with NBA. How much, they oh, make yeah. it, how much they make you download over there, Sean, when you buy it physically? <laughs> like 30, like 30 gigs. <laughs> make you do that. So here's the thing about CD Project Red there is a little bit of an unfair playing field because they develop out of what Poland, and yeah. it's uh it's a lot cheaper over there, and uh, they they save costs a lot on development. Um, well, let's say my hunch is how Nintendo is probably distributing is because this would be the first Western release using a thirty-two gigabyte cartridge. Mm, you think it might be a good Everything, example kind of thing, like hey, we got a thirty-two yeah. gig out there. I think, hey, we got it out there. We're selling some of these units that will help bring down the cost a little bit because we're actually manufacturing them. So we want this game to sell well. Do you think, like, I'm looking at this. CD Projekt Red hates DRM. They make fun of it constantly. They make fun of loot boxes constantly, all this stuff, right? I, I almost wonder if Nintendo really is, like, helping with distribution or just something. I wonder if they specifically wanted to get CD Projekt Red because of that. I don't know. It's, uh... It is interesting. Maybe, like, I'm trying to think of why that would have happened. Nintendo trying to set, like, an I example for other companies. It's, I don't know. It's that I bet that there's some numbers we don't have of just, like, copies of stuff like Doom and Skyrim selling. Like, I bet it's just that these bigger, hardcore, like, adult-focused games may be just selling so many millions of copies that Nintendo's like, okay, yeah, like, just support it. Do whatever it takes. Even if we have to buy the cartridges ourselves, like, we need this on here. Hmm. It's, it's gonna be, I'm trying to think of, a, uh, because that's, those 32 cartridges are expensive. Weird. 
Yeah, the 32 gig cards are expensive. It's a weird situation because, like, Wolfenstein 2 got a retail release, and now we're seeing Wolfenstein Young Bloods be a digital only release on the Switch, but they're putting a retail box copy in that comes with a code. (laughs) So, why is Bethesda now not putting that one on a game card when they did, you know, Doom, Skyrim, and Wolfenstein 2? Like, it seems that's why I believe Nintendo has to be handling distribution of. Yeah, but first. then we see uh, Capcom do weird stuff where they put Dragon's Dogma on a 16 gigabyte cartridge for $30. Well, Capcom is beyond understanding. But then what about like THQ Nordic dropping Darksiders on a cartridge for cheap too? Or lower than the 32 though. Yeah, so lower than 32. The... But like these are like, but they're making them cheaper. Like 32, it's a $60 game with Witcher, you know? It's like, all right, they gotta do that. But we see these weird examples of other cart sizes. I almost wonder if just. They were able to get better deals on cart size and able to do that. I don't know. It's it's very strange, some of this stuff. I, I don't it's know if... Nin- What's that? I think Nintendo's helping. I think yeah. the, uh, Nintendo's helping, for sure. It's, but, um, like, they've yeah, never, they've never like, worked together either before, have they? Siege Project Red and Nintendo? Like, this, this is no, the first... this would be the first CD Project Red game on a Nintendo yeah. platform. So, I mean, it's a good way to build that relationship. Like, mm. hey, can you guys bring Witcher 3 over to Switch? And, you know, CD Project Red sat there and said, we'll do tests. We'll see if it hap- You know, if it can happen. They say, yeah, we can bring it. Can you help us with this? Like, we'll cover, you know, your distribution costs. And they say, okay, we'll handle the port. Let's see what we get. And, I mean, they seem pretty proud of what they've produced they seem really happy with it actually there's a whole interview of them talking about it like yeah we like we like what's happening here it's it it looks pretty good for for being on the switch and everything apparently they changed up the ui like all that changed so i don't know if you want to check that out evan and see what you think since you spent a lot of time on that on the pc i can check it and compare it i mean i i read that interview when the guy was pretty much just like oh it looks just as good i doubt it oh, I, I doubt mean, it's, it's gonna look just as good but just it, as good yeah I, I do want to see the limits to what they were able to pull off mm. like because there were a lot of crazy is that, things that is happened. that a, is that gonna be a weird game to see as a handheld game evan for you like is that gonna is that like one of those mind-blowing games for you and we lost evan it is going to be a weird. Yeah, <laughs> it is going to be weird. A lot of weird things. At Comcast, internet's fighting. Back so that was there. a straight face, Sean. Like this, this is going to be a weird. Is this? Is this? Like is this? Is this the most it's a pretty weird freeze? But no, CD Project CD Project Red. I think they're doing a good job, like with the game overall. Like I still think that it's pretty cool. You know that like it's it's even coming in the first place. Yeah, it's a pretty exciting release when you really like. It's a portable Witcher three, and that's pretty cool. Like, it's actually when the first game out, I didn't, I couldn't take the game's combat. I loved the world and the setting, and then I played it during E three weeks. I wanted to get some PS four footage so I could compare it to the Switch trailer. And I don't know if it's because it's the complete edition that I was playing this time around, but I actually like enjoyed the combat. Oh, interesting. Okay. From uh, from all the patch notes I read, nothing changed about it. You might well, have just know, it was a more just, open mind. It just felt like it didn't feel as janky. It felt smooth this time around. So, uh, wait. Okay. So, Evan, I was asking that before you froze up. Is this, is this my, is it mind blowing for you to think that Witcher Three would be a handheld game at this point on a portable? It system? would. It would be if. Okay. It would be if they achieved what they always talk about in their videos. Of- sweeping interesting like views and vistas and elements to the entire game so that at any point in time you feel the overwhelming sense of the world and it's that i want to see but i don't think it's going to be on the switch i think it's going to feel more like even though it will be most of the main gameplay mechanics it's going to be like the cell phone version almost just going to be like oh you can experience the story get a little bit of the voice acting wander around and that's it so i don't I don't think it's going to be like going to a gallery, looking at the frames without pictures and going, I still like it. And then walking on. I See, don't know this how gonna be, this is going to be interesting. Gonna... This is going to be interesting if it, if Evan gets his hands and is like, oh, this is actually decent. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. I know. You know what? No, we're going to get you that game, Evan. And we're going to see. I'll what check you think. it out. But because you even, are like the even Witcher. from the trailers I saw, it wasn't really you, that interesting. You are the, the Witcher expert. On you got to do a video. Gamer reviews uh, Witcher on Switch. I would watch the hell Evan, out of Evan that. is a massive Witcher fan, so... Uh, it was a great series. I liked it. It's going to be interesting to see his take on the Switch version and see uh, a super low-powered chip try to run that thing. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll do that, Evan. We'll, we'll let, you, uh, let you take a look at it. You have, although you did play it on PC... 
for a while, so it is going to be an interesting move for you to the Switch, but we'll uh, we'll see. Because even even the PlayStation Four and the Xbox, eh, it was a hard time with that game at times. So, oh yeah, and at full full quality PCs still chug that it too because they kind of future proofed it with their tech. Turn on making turn it on hair works. The full, <laughs> dude, when you fight a werewolf, the full hair works and it's jumping through the woods and that shit's going everywhere. It goes oh, like man. fifteen frames a second. Uh, uh, yeah, that was that was fun. And <laughs> uh, it, it's one of those situations where like a card is so like the game is pushing the card so hard because it's a future idea that they're trying to like when you got your fifty. 770 and you're trying to play metro 2033 with tessellation on and you're like it's eight frames a second but it's a really good looking eight frames it's a gorgeous eight frames <laughs> that was great uh man so that'd be fun that's out uh we 2019 they still didn't give us a release date for it interesting yeah, okay it'll, it'll probably be towards the end of the year i feel yeah i mean it's probably uh, okay i, I, I can see it make it as a nice like switch pro new switch whatever you want to call the enhanced version i could see that as a nice you know complement game to it like oh look you'll get some enhancements game will run a little better you think they can fit that in a september the witcher you think they can put the witcher really dude the september is packed right now i mean i'd rather they wait till like october so it has a little of its own breathing room where it's not going to go up against something like dragon quest 11 october is wide open isn't it like what's in october as far as they didn't date anything beyond september yeah during e3 the beginning of October, we're going to get Witcher. The end of October, we're going to get Luigi's Mansion oh, 3. Yeah. Bring on Luigi's Mansion. I'm ready for that game. I'm ready. It looks great. I'm ready. Uh, yes. So uh, the, other, the other funny thing, did you guys read that Luigi's Mansion interview? I think it was with Eurogamer, where at the end they asked him about Metroid Prime 4. And they yeah, just, I saw that. They were just not interested in talking about Prime 4 at all. I don't know, like... I, I, like it's 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 nowhere near being ready to be shown. We're not gonna see Metro Prime Four probably for two E threes. It's gonna be a while, but it was really mm-hmm. funny. Everyone's gonna keep asking. I see Nate thinks it's like tomorrow now. What? Okay, Nate. When when is? When, uh, what do you think I, I, I could see like a first trailer next E three. Now, see here's the th- here's my issue with Prime Four. Nintendo had to have learned their lesson from the last thing they did. I bet you they, they don't show us Metro Prime Four until it's like <laughs> eight months away or something. Like, I, you think they're gonna show it like two years out? I think it's going to depend on what they are reusing from the original Metroid Prime vision. If they completely scrapped it and it's all retro, then we're probably not seeing this game until like 2022. I think it might if be one of the last reusing, games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they're reusing some of the aspects that Bandai Namco was creating for the game, that probably helped them along, especially if they're using the same storyboard and everything. They don't have to do all those aspects of the game. So they already are kind of a little more ahead. They're, like, they're not going all the way back to like research and development and mm-hmm. coming up with concepts and all this other stuff. I just, so it's going to depend yeah. on all of those factors. I just think they might have got pushed back a bit and a little, maybe a little scared about, oh, it's it's coming this year. Like we just saw Animal Crossing get pushed back. Metro Prime Four is a whole other situation. I don't know. I, I'd be more content with them not showing it to us until it's almost done, basically. And they're like, look, we can play it in the treehouse. It's out, you know, holiday or early next year. And then we're moving into next gen after that. Because I, I still think it might be one of the last games on the Switch um, at this point. Um, but we are just about at an hour now. So uh, let's go around here. First of all, is everyone getting Mario Maker on Friday? That's next Friday, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Is, yeah, there, I'm it. is everyone getting Crash Team Racing tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I need to- I'm recording footage right now of the original just so I can Ooh. do a comparison. Oh, that's fun. All right, cool, cool. All right. So I'm too late. If I'm not if I'm not like too lazy to go to drive the best buy, I'll go get it. <laughs> Crash Team Racing. <laughs> I yeah, uh, that's one. to drive the best buy. Uh, that's that's going to be good. Crash Team right. Racing sounded really really fun so far. Adventure mode and everything. So, it's going to be a good time. I'm, I'm going to pick that up tomorrow like I said on the way to too many games and we'll probably have like a Crash Team Racing night tomorrow night. Sean, you got to get out there, I'm telling you. We'll see. We'll play we'll some, some eight-player Crash Team Racing locally on the Switch. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, that'd be a good time. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, I guess that's our podcast. A uh, bit of a pre-record, like I said, for about an hour. So let me go around here. Uh, Sean, we, just have, we do have a couple uh, Discord cues. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you know what? The... Let's hit us yeah. with the Discord questions so we can finish up with those. That's a good idea. Yep. All right. So first one: What are the best new single-player games coming to the Switch? Quest. pick one probably witcher three luigi's mansion three. Oh man he took that one uh astral chain hey astral chain's co-op man technically co-op. <laughs> uh 
Uh, an astral chain. Man, everyone's fire picking, emblem. Everyone's yes. picking all the all the games. I was Luigi's say. Mansion Three. No one's saying. Yeah. No one's saying Link's Awakening. <laughs> we were getting there. Awakening. There's a lot of good single player games coming to the Switch. Now, uh, I will say, <laughs> as someone who loved Dragon Quest Eleven, Dragon Quest Eleven S, go check that one out. That's the one to get. <laughs> The better question would be, what good multiplayer is coming to the Switch after the like, Crash Team Racing? To me, I'm only getting Luigi's I Mansion know, 3. No, oh, but here we go. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Game and um, X Machina. On, in August, on August 18th, I believe the date is, Friday the 13th will be coming to the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I am very excited for that. Wait, you, Nate, we got Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on uh, for multiplayer. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm picking that up. <laughs> that's that's gonna be the new. That's a yeah. That's gonna be the oh yeah game. Oh yeah, that's coming out. <laughs> that game is coming out. Uh, that's out like a week before Fire Emblem. That's probably why I forgot <laughs> about it because I'm looking to Fire Emblem. <laughs> uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S though. Don't sleep on that one. It came out on the PS4 and the PC, but the Switch version is gonna have all kinds of extra stuff, and the game itself is already good. You get a solid hundred plus hours out of that, no sweat. Um, what's the next one, Evan? There's one console that you don't own that you would love to own. Which one would it be? Like Rare or whatever? Neo Geo AES. Yeah, probably a Neo Easy. Geo of some kind. <laughs> uh, Sharp Twin Famicom. I am going to too many games, though, so you never know what comes home with me. You never know. Uh, yeah, the Sega CDX. It was the standalone yeah, uh, Sega CD. You have one of those. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I want one of those. I uh, fixed one of those. Panasonic GameCubes. Sean has one of those too. We actually sniped one yeah, of those for. Those. You got that at a good price, didn't you? That was like that was a damn. Good I remember price. I was there with you, and I don't, was the only thing you're missing the controller. It didn't have it. it didn't have an, the AV cable. Oh yeah, no, they, yeah. They, they, but yeah, it was just missing the controller. I was like, okay. Uh you you have you looked into picking one of those controllers up yet? Like, kind of taking a look around. <laughs> yeah, they're expensive. Let's go, shit. dude. I'm telling you, too many games. Let's hit. Let's hit it Friday and see if they got anything like that. Dude, that's expensive. No, no. Dude, I'm telling you, man. They got um. It's a, basically a flea market. Roll in there, get some deals, man. <laughs> Might even bundle it with a pro controller. Oh, see, now, <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. I'm gonna, I would watch you buy that Panasonic Q controller for more than what a pro controller would would go for, and I'd be like, Sean. <laughs> well, the thing of it is, I think the Panasonic Q controller is black. Is the it? System is, yeah, but the system is silver, so I just use a silver GameCube controller. That's weird. I, I thought it was a, great. That's weird. I thought it was a so. That's strange. Huh. Oh, um, I'll see yes, it. it is black. I'm looking oh, at so it's, like a, it's, not, it's not black, but it's a darker gray. Oh, okay. It's a much darker gray than the actual system is. Oh, okay. Uh, what's the next Discord question? Evan? Do you think Breath of the Wild sequel will have couch co-op with Zelda as a playable character? Ooh. Playable Zelda? Yes. But I think that Zelda's my, my theory is I've seen speculation going around that it's going to be two separate things and it's going to be link up inside the castle and then like zelda trapped down on the ground and so it's going to be both but i think it's going to be 80 percent uh link 20 percent zelda bowl co-op baby i'm calling it at this point i really can't count anything out because if you had told me a year ago that they were going to take breath of the wild and it would be a vr game that'd be compatible with cardboard goggles uh i just said it's impossible <laughs> but here we are so uh it's pot you know what yeah, I mean, they, they technically showed Link and Zelda, you know, together in that trailer. I mean, it's, yeah. Well, I And so there's a trope RPGs where when princesses cut their hair, they fight. That's like a huge thing in JRPGs. Final Fantasy IX did it. A thousand mm -hmm. different animes did it. So the fact that uh, Princess Zelda has really short hair, I, I think 100% confirmed she'll be fighting in some capacity. And Sakura did it. From Naruto, sorry. Yeah. And they're, well, they're not gonna, uh, they're not gonna <laughs> have to design this sequel for the Wii U, uh, which might actually open it up a little bit. So maybe that, maybe that was something that was holding it back. So I mean, you never know. You never know. I think it'd be cool if they let you play as Ganondorf. Oh, that's the co-op character I'll play as. Have it's like actually... a, you think they have like a hidden story at the end after you beat it, you get to unlock the little, like a little chapter where you play as Ganondorf. That'd be cool. Well, these I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for these yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it paints him as a good guy trying to do the right thing and you realize right. the whole time you're the asshole is yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what they kind of did in Wind Waker it's, it's Karate Kid he all just, over again yeah. Gandalf just wanted the sea breeze in his desert and Link takes a sword through his head <laughs> what an ass uh, what, we have uh, another one Evan Last one, with all the games coming up and all the games that have recently come out, how do you guys pick and choose which ones you play? 
That's a good I question. just look at him and say, I feel like playing this right now. Yeah, <laughs> Nate, Nate gets a message, this game, and it's super weird, and no one's heard about it, and he goes, yes, I will play that. Yeah, like, I'm going to play Savior's Gang. I don't know why, but I want to walk around as Jesus Christ and yeah, save you Yeah, you're on that eShop too much, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> what in here is $5. Let's go. <laughs> I, I I mostly just look at the releases week to week and then decide if there's something in the in, in that week I want to get. And a lot of times, I'd say it, I play the game for that entire week, and I try to get it done or mostly done, and then I... I mean, at this point, especially now, with the game's all coming out. It's like the next week I'm moving on to the next game and the next game. And then it's like it's tough to go back and grab anything else. But like I was trying yeah. to get Bloodstain done before Crash Team Racing came out. But that glitch hits. So and I'm going to have to go to Bloodstain on the Switch next week to finish it yeah. while doing CTR. So it's like, oh, man. Well, well, I plan all my games about two months early. So what I'll do is I'll look at a bunch of release schedules for everything on like a, a rolling 60-day schedule so I can plan out. And a lot of times I'll look at gameplay for everything coming out in the next month. And that's why sometimes you'll be like, Dreamcast guy, you'll like review this big racing game and then a weird little DLC and then this indie RPG. It's it's kind of just whatever I think will be fun to play. Smart. Yeah. I just fly by the edge of my seat. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Whatever RPG or whatever game that I'm looking forward to, whatever comes out and it looks cool, I'm going to play it. You know what? I actually want to see your take on Dragon Quest Eleven S, Sean. Yeah, I'll be picking that up. I, I like the Dragon Quest on. games. I, okay. I, the ones that, All the ones that came out on the 3DS, I think I own. And on the DS, actually. That's pretty much all of them. You've played a big chunk of them. Yeah. yeah, very nice. Yeah, I'll be interested in your take on that one. Um, I guess, is that is that everything... Yep, yeah, that is it. All right, very cool. Let me go around here. Sean, where can they find you? you can find me on RGT85. I might be at too many games for a day. Might not. Just we'll have to play Friday. it by ear. Hit it we'll on have Friday. Have to play it by ear and go. see. Friday. Let's go. Well, <laughs> if I'm there Friday, I mean, this uploads Saturday, so. Yeah, they'll cool. never know. <laughs> they'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you might spoil it if somebody sees you on Friday and then they listen to this and they're like, I knew he was there. I knew it. <laughs> ah, that, that is true. Uh, yeah, yeah. As, as a YouTuber, he's just a guy with a beard and a hat. That's all he is. If you if you wear that, you're basically him. Yes, you're in. <laughs> you're Cigarette, in. beard, and a hat, and just be like, and beef jerky? Bruh. Dude, mm. you're in. You're in. Uh, what about Max? Where can they find you, man? YouTube.com slash DreamcastGuy. By the time you see this video, I will have uh, finished my review for Crash Team Racing, probably. Um... Uh, yeah, bunch of good stuff coming up next week. Obviously, Mario Maker, and I'm gonna be trying to do a giant video about the Final Fantasy Shadowbringers expansion. So, uh, if you like Final Fantasy and you're open minded to MMOs, uh, I should have a giant special video of that coming out at some point. Cool. And then, uh, what about you, Nate? You can find me on Twitter at DirectFeed Games. Link to my YouTube channel can be found there, where I have some my friend Pedro footage up on YouTube. I'll have some Crash Team Racing footage up. Mario Maker 2 footage next week. Some, I think I'll have Bloodstained up next week for the Switch. You know, just some random recent Switch releases should be up over the next few days. Cool. Okay. And then, uh, OJ, what about you, man? At um, Twitter, at Player Essence, and also on my YouTube channel, and also my Twitch channel, just Player Essence for everything. I'm probably streaming right now, so go watch me on Twitch. Right. <laughs> I'm probably streaming, so guys, go over there to my Twitch page. Um, I'll be having... Um, on the YouTube channel, I'll probably be streaming that too, and also Bloodstained Ritual of the Night on the Switch. I've already been playing the Xbox version, so you can check out that footage, but I'll be having that. And more on Astral Chain and all that good stuff, and Fire Emblem, yeah. Well, I'll be having, yes, new gameplay footage on Fire Emblem on my channel next week too, so I'm, I'm getting to play the game a little bit early, so, uh, so yeah, I'll be having that next week on the channel too, so make sure you guys check it out. Okay, and then Evan, what about you? Just on Twitter mostly, I'll do news updates there, just Kimrick's project, should be in, I guess, a link below. And if I'm doing streaming videos, whatever, that'll appear. Okay. Very cool. All right. That's going to do it here uh, for the Spawncast. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll be live next uh, weekend, next Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And we'll see you guys then.